just wanna see how beautiful you are. If life is a movie, Wake Up Back with BMO is the best part. <laughs> oh, we're the best part. Oh, we about to get started. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No. I just want to see, I just want to see how you are. If life is a movie, Wicked Big with BMO is the best part. Oh, why you not harmonizing with me, sweetheart? Like, you, you supposed to be Brandy, I'm supposed to be Daniel Caesar. Come on. Or is it her? <laughs> is, it, is it her or Brandy? It's Which one's her. on that song? That is not no her? Brandy. Ain't no Brandy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She barely singing. <laughs> you know I can't stand Brandy. Anyway, let's not start there. Wow. Good morning. Let's start the show, sweetheart. Let's get it popping. Oh. What's going on? I just want to see. Good morning, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Hawaii. You know what? Tuesday and Thursday, 8 a.m. ish. Spark you a blow blunt. Let's get high in this bitch. Wake it, wake it, be more. Good morning to the people. Good morning, good morning. It's been a week. I'm so glad to see everybody. Um, before we even get started, let's make sure we're saying good morning to the silk wrap of my hair, okay? The 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 cutout stickers on my popcorn bucket. All right, let's say good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, lady of the house. Good morning, sweetheart. How you feeling? I'm cool. How you just feel? just cool. Yeah. Not spectacular. Not yeah. fantastic. Not awesome. <laughs> I'm just I'm just neutral today. Just neutral? Yeah. It's just a a regular day, I guess. Regular, regular Tuesday. Yeah, regular you know, the people ain't seen us in like 40 days. All right. <laughs> Just 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> Didn't it rain, children? Said, good morning from DMV traffic to Lady of the House and Bino. Good morning. Sorry hey. about the traffic. This is what you should do. This is what you should do. Turn us all the way up in the car. All right. Let all your windows down and then tell everybody on the road, put their windows down too. Do like this. <laughs> Isn't it raining? <laughs> it don't matter if it's raining. Tell them we have an announcement. <laughs> it's time for Wake and Bake with B. Mo Shababa. Boom, boom. That's for the subwoofer in the back because I know you got them tens in the back, baby. Good morning, though. Man, it's been such a 
It's been a week off. I don't forgot how to do the show. Oh, that's right. I want to give a shout out to the Washington Informer Bridge, WI Bridge DC or at WI Bridge on all social media platforms. Make sure you stay in and know what's what's going on. Also need y'all to subscribe to the new Blueprint podcast. Shit. The new Blueprint newsletter. Okay. BMOBrown.substack.com. We got an article coming out this week. We're going to ask and answer the question. Can we buy back Clarence Thomas? The answer is yes. But we're going to get back to that. Make sure you subscribe to that if you need the uh, if you need the scholarship. Let a nigga know. I'll put you on the night. My thoughts is getting rock hard. Oh my God, it's gonna be some thinking tonight. Right. <laughs> Sexy motherfucker, pull them things off to the side. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm on one this morning. Um, oh, uh, also this morning we're being brought to you by Uma Dirty Magazine. Okay, go over to Uma Dirty Magazine on all social media platforms. I want to tell a quick story. I was supposed to redesign this popcorn bucket. And people on Instagram can see it, right? Uh, people on the YouTube can see it, right? I was supposed to redesign, hold on, this popcorn bucket, actually. I was supposed to redesign this joint, sweetheart, right? And what I kept telling you, it's like, oh, it's going to take me about a couple minutes. It'll take me a, a few minutes. And it'll be easy. Like, there's already a program on Illustrator that you could do this. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Don't procrastinate. One. Two, um, if you are ever in a situation where you're trying to make a label for a cone, don't. <laughs> Try something else. That's all I got. That's your BMO creative tip for the day. We got a great show for you this morning. We got a few things we want to talk about. Uh, we want to talk about what's going on in Jacksonville. I think we'll talk about that first. Uh, we want to talk about a theory that Meek Mill has presented and then also I want to start a rumor. Should we start a rumor first? What you think, sweetheart? We can start with Jacksonville. We can start with Jacksonville? Okay. So something terrible happened in Jacksonville while we were gone. I think it happened uh, at uh, at a HBCU campus in Jacksonville. A young man pulled up, shot three black folks, killed himself, uh, wrote a manifesto and in his manifesto he said that his entire goal of going on this shooting spree was to hurt black people. And in that manifesto, he quoted a couple of sources, but one of those sources is the current governor of Florida. Uh, Sweetheart, let's play the first clip from Representative Angie down in Florida as she talks about uh, her relationship with Ron DeSantis. And then we have an important question. I don't want to rehash the trauma too much, but I do have an important question uh, that has made me re-look at Ron DeSantis in an interesting way. And uh, we'll get to that here in a moment. Play that clip, sweetheart. Joining me right now is Florida State Representative Angie Nixon, who represents the district where the shooting took place. Um, Thank you for being with us. I'm so sorry that you're joining us under these circumstances for for the entire community. Uh, I want to ask you, Governor DeSantis just spoke about the shooting a short time ago. Let's play part of it. Florida, the state and its people condemn the horrific racially motivated murders perpetrated by a deranged scumbag uh, in Jacksonville at the Dollar General store. Uh, Perpetrating violence of this kind is unacceptable and targeting people due to their race has no place in the state of Florida. What do you make of that condemnation? 
what I make of that condemnation is hollow statements. This is a governor who has done nothing but fan, fan these types of of happenings throughout our, our state. Look, at the at the end of the day, the governor has blood on his hands. He has had a attack, an all-out attack on the black community he, with his uh, anti-woke policies, which we know very well was nothing more than a dog whistle to get folks up and riled up in the way in which it just happened on yesterday. As I listened to him for the first time uh, <laughs> with that statement, I, my, my blood is literally boiling. Myself and other representatives, particularly black representatives, throughout the past few legislative sessions, have we have repeatedly told him what his rhetoric was going to do. And that is exactly what transpired on yesterday. This is absurd. It's ridiculous. He is one of the causes to this. This is an agenda that he has been pushing since he has gotten into office. He showed us who he was when he initially ran for governor, saying, don't monkey this around, don't monkey this up. Those type of statements, it only leads to things like this. So... Uh, Represent Representative Angie has come through with the truth and told us exactly what we what we feel about uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. And what's interesting about the statement, before I even move on to the question I really want to ask, is that when it comes to these moments, you look on X or you look on Twitter, you look on wherever these people are having these conversations, and you see clips like this, uh, and you see clips of Ron DeSantis. And one of the questions that's asked from the nation is, how come it, how come black people aren't stepping up to advocate for themselves in Florida? Now, mind you, the NAACP put a travel ban on Florida because they said it was too dangerous for black folks to go. Turns out that may be true because now we have racially uh, motivated domestic terrorism by white folks happening in Florida. But one of the reasons why I like Representative Angie is because we see that there is an individual who is a, she is a state representative, right? So she is directly under the government governor as it comes to state po political power, Right. So there are individuals, especially as Representative Angie says, there are individuals who are speaking truth to power to Ron DeSantis since day one. There hasn't been a moment where a black woman or a black person has not been on Ron DeSantis's neck. I just want to put that on the wax. I want to put that on the statement as we continue to pull out and look at this real question I want to ask. So the second clip I'm about to show confuses me. The reaction makes sense. What the people are saying in the crowd makes sense, but the presence of the governor to me makes no sense. Go ahead and play the clip, sweetheart. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is here. We're going to ask the governor here to come down and turn the mic. So, um, uh, Edward Waters University, very true. Thank you, lady in the crowd, for correcting uh, Bishmay, Governor DeSantis. 
But the question I got to ask, sweetheart, why is Ron DeSantis there? I mean, he's the governor. Uh, the... <laughs> so that's the reason? Just because just he's the governor, he feels like that's his responsibility? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let me tell you something, sweetheart. If I was Ron DeSantis, I wouldn't have went. I wouldn't have went. I would have sent Representative Angie or Councilwoman, whoever he was talking to, to speak in my place. I'd have sent my wife. I'd have sent a member of my committee. But I wouldn't have went. And you know why I wouldn't have went? Because the man named me, the man who did this horrific crime, named me in his manifesto. (laughs) The people in the crowd are yelling at him, these deaths are on your hands. Representative Angie said, the blood is on your hands. Let me tell you something, sweetheart. I've been studying blackness for a long time. I have never heard of a story of a Klansman participating in a lynching and then going to the vigil for the person who was lynched. No. So then I asked the question again, why? Why was he there? Did he think this would go well for him? (laughs) Did you think that he would be welcomed by the people of Jacksonville? Did you think this would create a media moment that would be beneficial for him on his presidential run? I feel like in this particular situation, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because like, if he didn't go, then that also would have looked bad. But do you feel like there was? A, do you feel like he had an advantage of going there? This is the point that I'm trying to make. I feel like he thought going to this vigil in Jacksonville after being named as an inspiration for the reason of the vigil. I think he thought there was some type of advantage for interacting with this crowd. If I can talk to the people of Edward College University and provide them a financial financial solution to the problem at Edward College University, although the problem is whiteness and not necessarily security at the university, I feel like he thinks this was a good thing for him to do. This was a positive step for him. Much more... And maybe you're right, sweetheart. Maybe he just feels like it was a mandate. But I feel like he thinks it was much more than a mandate. This is his responsibility to do such as a governor. But as a white supremacist, this was a bad move. Bad move. So then after seeing this, I have a question. Sweetheart, is Ron DeSantis dumb? Yeah. I, I think I gave him too much credit. There is a, maybe because I'm a strategist, maybe because we do strategy on the show, maybe because you're a strategist, maybe I look at everybody's actions as an intentional way to execute a strategy. And when Ron DeSantis said slavery could be beneficial, calling the slave vocational tech, right? If he, I thought maybe he was thinking we got to relaunch slavery. If we just soften up the black folks enough, we can relaunch slavery. That's what I thought, right? Or when he's targeting the alphas on HBCU campuses because they're doing diversity work. I'm just thinking maybe he just wants to get rid of all positive representations of blackness on a college campus so that students can be softened up for more slavery. But I'm after seeing him at this vigil really try to give a heartfelt speech and then tries to give a solution of money to a crowd of people who are emotionally hurt. I have a new I have a new thought. What if Ron DeSantis is stupid? What if niggas is dumb? <laughs> in the movies, in the movie, <coughs> excuse me, 
if I wrote this as a movie, this would be the time in Ron DeSantis's life where he stood in front of a black crowd and recognized it wasn't Twitter, it wasn't social media, it wasn't the national press, it wasn't the Democrats, it wasn't the left, it was a group of individuals in a community that he governs, booed him almost out of the city that he governed, and put the blood on his hands. In the movie that I write about this situation, Ron DeSantis go home and have a long think. <laughs> Has a long think. And starts to think about, wait a minute, how am I to blame for poor security on a college campus? And starts to think, wait a minute, maybe the problem wasn't poor security. Maybe the problem wasn't that the security guards didn't have a gun. Maybe the problem isn't exactly how that young man quoted me in his manifesto. Am I inspiring white supremacists? But you already know toxic niggas don't have any relations. Like, that toxic requires accountability. God. Yeah. Oh, damn. Mm. You think he's toxic or stupid, though? Both. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think one leads the other? Do you think yeah. one sources the other? Yeah. The, Which one is sourcing the other? The stupidity is fueling the toxicity. That's what I think, too. I think the stupidity is fueling the toxicity. And if he just had a, a different perspective, that maybe he... Oh, Lord, you know what I was about to say? I was thinking... If Ron DeSantis was allowed to have another perspective, maybe he could wake up from this sleep that he's in. But I forgot. In Florida, that's where woke goes to die. Damn. Damn. I can't believe that shit. I cannot believe this man pulled up to the vigil. Never in my life have I heard of a grand wizard going to the vigil of the person who was lynched. So he's he's even a stupid white supremacist. Hmm, <laughs> such a damn shame. Such a damn shame. What you got to say, sweetheart? We got any comments? Uh, good vibe. Trapper says you're definitely not the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm really starting to think he's an idiot. <laughs> like, like yes, a white supremacist. Yes, a bigot. But before all of that. I'm starting to think Ron DeSantis is an idiot. Because these moves aren't smart. This isn't good strategy. This is not going to win you the presidential election. Your time in Jacksonville was not going to yield you positive results. How did he How did he project that? Oh, he don't know no niggas. That's what it is. And the niggas that he do know are the same niggas who are advocating that slavery should be considered a technical school. That's crazy. We got any comments from the people? <laughs> we got any comments from the people? No, it's just that one. And Kendall said, good morning. And Natalie said, morning, lady. The house missed y'all last week. Oh, thank y'all. Hey, good morning. Good morning. And what up, cuz? I see you, cuz, on uh, on Instagram. I see you, baby. What's up? Hey. Uh, Mr. Peace and Love is on here. Michael on here as well. Good morning, y'all. Nice. Um, good morning. What time are we on right now? We're at 822. All right, we're going to take a quick break. All right, we're going to, oh, man, I wanted to put in a new video. Right, I think this will be our last week with Tone Che as our intermission. We're going to switch over to a new video next week. So I want y'all to, you know what I'm saying, get all your love in now. Make sure you go to the all the social media platforms and all the Instagram plat social media platforms and all the music platforms and the video platforms to go check out Tone Che. But my good man, Micah Robinson, Micah D.E. Robinson on all social media platforms featuring his wife, Tashira, spelled the black way. You can spell it out if you're black. 
make sure y'all watch that. Leave some comments during the video. We'll be right back with more. Wait, I can't believe this man went to the vigil. Natalie said, God bless America. <laughs> Gotta be an idiot. That's like, that's like you're a murderer, and while they're investigating the crime, while the CSI is there, you pop up like, oh, what happened? But that's usually what they do, so <laughs> I guess it checks out. <laughs> <laughs> you funny, sweetie. Right? Let's play the video. <laughs> baby, can we go, baby, please? Down on my knees, but I ain't begging, baby. I'm just trying to change. All right, welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to Hawaii Make We Be Mo. Yeah. That was my good man, Michael Robinson, featuring Tashira Tonche out on all social media platforms right now. Make sure y'all go check it out. This will be the last Tuesday that we're playing the video, so definitely get all your good views in. Now, we're going to switch over to a, a music video that I had the pleasure of uh, of hosting their premiere the other night, Odd Mojo Space. We're going to uh, switch over to that to next week. Kendall, if you're on the line, send me that video, man. If not, I'm just going to rip it from YouTube, and it's going to be at, at 720p instead of uh, 4K. All right? Just just let me know if you're still there. If not, I'm going to text you here in a moment. Uh, we appreciate Michael Robinson and Tashira for that. Yeah, what you giggling at over there? Your father. My father? Yeah. <laughs> what you mean? He on Facebook. He said, you're right. Santos thought that Negroes are dumb. Goes to show. That's my daddy. Yes. Yeah. What up, daddy? Kenneth Brown. Yeah. Kenneth Brown on the line. Kenneth and Brown. Yeah. What up, pop? Well, you a phone call, man. You called me last week. I gotta call you back. What up, pop? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Boy, I'd love to have my father on the show one day. 
Man, you talk about you talk about niggas. You couldn't understand the difference between two people. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you what do you say though? I got so excited, I didn't even hit a comment. What do you say? <laughs> You're right. Santos thought the Negroes were dumb. Go to show. <laughs> Why would you go to the? I just I just don't understand. Even as a child. When I would do something bad, I would hide from my mother. <laughs> I'm not going to, if I did something bad, like I broke a vase, right? Which I did often because I'm a boy. Why would I go then stand in her face? <laughs> See, as you're saying this, this makes me think he never got in trouble for anything. Like, he's never been. Because he a white exactly, man. Exactly, right. Okay. Right. Okay. He thinks, oh, if I show my face, they're just gonna love and accept me because I'm a white man. Okay. <laughs> and also, oh, we clip, we we cut out a part of the clip with the councilwoman he was talking to. Definitely came to his rescue, but I don't feel like demonizing black women this morning. So I don't understand what's going on with Ron DeSantis. I don't know why you would go back to the scene of the crime. Yeah. It don't make sense. But while we're talking about Ron DeSantis, sweetheart, I want to start a rumor. Okay. <laughs> Put it up. Put it up. So last week, the yeah, man, <laughs> last week, uh, your former president, Donald Trump, turned himself into Georgia uh, for crimes about fixing the election, and he had to have his mugshot, mugshot taken. And I'll tell you why this is so important. When, um, I don't know, we weren't really, uh, we were alive, but we weren't really conscious. When the exonerated five, formerly known as the civil, not the civil right, the Central Park Five, were being accused of raping that woman in Central Park. Donald Trump uh, took out an ad in the New York in the New York Times, in which it was a full page ad in which he wrote a letter to the people, advocating for the arresting of these five people, the consideration of the death penalty, including their mugshots. Their mugshots should be taken and published by the New York Times. He wrote That's what this he like said. back then. Huh? This is what he said back then, right? Okay. So yeah. it is. So so he's in. Uh, you know, he has been indicted on a few cases, but he has been avoiding this mugshot situation. So seeing this mugshot has been a petty victory. I don't even say a petty victory, a victory for individuals who recognize representative symbols, right? And that's black folks. We know what it means to see your mugshot. You're going to jail. You've been in trouble, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, that's why it's such a big deal to see this mugshot. But I want to start a rumor, sweetheart. Okay. This mugshot is not real. <laughs> Uh, if you also remember, Donald Trump is the person who started the birth certificate uh, controversy around Barack Obama, said that his birth certificate wasn't real and that he had to constantly show and prove that he was a United States citizen. I want to take that same energy, and if you are on the line right now, I want you to spread the rumor today that the Donald Trump mugshot is not real. Therefore, we need to see a live reincarnation or a live photo of this mugshot. And we will not stop spreading this rumor until we see him in the jail with a camera person getting this mugshot taken. <laughs> I think it's a brilliant strategy uh, 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 to flip the same energy back on Donald Trump. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my, I told you I've been writing an article about um, Clarence Thomas. Can we buy back Clarence Thomas? And the individuals that I've talked to about the buying back of, of Clarence Thomas, they have all given me the same answer. Why would we want to? Isn't it morally corrupt to try to buy a Supreme Court just, justice? And to which my response is, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, it is morally corrupt to try to buy back uh, a Supreme Court justice. It is morally corrupt to know that this mugshot is real, 
but then spread a rumor to say that it's fake. But I'm in my bag. Uh, Do the Right Thing came out almost 35 years ago because I'm almost 35. When we going to start doing the wrong thing? <laughs> You're not playing by the same rules. They not, look, man, they're not playing. This nigga really went to the vigil. They're not playing by the same rules. They're not playing on this moral superiority play, uh, platform. Martin Luther King's death told us that playing against the morals of white folks is futile. Yeah. Attack their pockets. Mm-hmm. Attack the policies. Attack capitalism. That'll get you killed. That'll get some shit chained around here. Mm-hmm. But morals? <laughs> please. Please. So in the spirit of doing the wrong thing, let's spread this rumor. I'm, I'm so serious, too. I'm so serious. But Daddy, you on here? Do your job on Facebook. Okay, lead your generation and lead this lead this rumor into the people. This mugshot is not real. That mugshot is not real. This motherfucker's not real. This mugshot is not real. The mugshot's not real. And because it's not real, we demand a retaking with evidence. We need camera crews. We need influencers. We need political commentators in the jailhouse while the pictures. I need the most embarrassing moment but I need his booty hole touch oh, wow. <laughs> I need them to do the full pre-jail physical on tape <laughs> shit might as well make a vlog out of it make a vlog <laughs> Chelsea where you at <laughs> beauty is a name where you at <laughs> what's my girl who do the readings talking about spirit always moving her where she at what's her name the hood healer yeah, the hood healer where you at wow. spiritual world where you at I need all the, a pinky doll, where you at? I need all the black press to pull up to this recaptured moment. This mugshot ain't real. <laughs> when we gonna start doing the wrong thing, sweetheart? <laughs> huh? Is do the right thing an old blueprint? I put this in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Clarence Thomas article. There are conservatives who have bought a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. We ain't trying to buy one? Why? <laughs> Why? No, start the rumor. Spread the rumor. This mugshot ain't real. We demand a retake. <laughs> and while you at it, we need the black cut of soul. Why are we still here? We need the black cut of soul. <laughs> and we need a new mugshot from Donald Trump. I need, you know what? I need a live photo. I don't even need a mugshot because this looks like it could be AI. I need a live photo. Somebody press and hold on the iPhone thing. I need to see him moving and winking. I need him to give today's date. I need him to hold a newspaper. I want it all. Not the iPhone photo. <laughs> huh? Not the iPhone photo. I want the iPhone photo. I want angles. I want a boomerang. I want it all. I want to hear the conversation. <laughs> huh? I want to hear the conversation in the background. I want it all. This mugshot ain't real, and you can't convince me unless I see the following evidence. I need a 360 camera like they do at weddings and and activated events. I need it all, sweetheart. I need props. I need niggas dancing in the background. I need strobe lights. I need filters. I need it all. I am not satisfied with this mugshot of Donald Trump. Therefore, it is not real. That's what the white boys do, right? That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Got my temperature up. It's not real, sweetheart. <laughs> it's not real. We got any comments as I'm trying to finish this book? Uh, 
Natalie said booty hole touch. I need to see it. Uh, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I need. I, I don't need to see it, but it needs to be available. <laughs> um, Emlet says it ain't real, Bimo. It ain't real. You cannot convince me it ain't real. That is real. This is a real mugshot. It's not a real mugshot. Yeah, this shit was like AI. Uh, Good vibe tribe said karma is a bad motherfucker. Who? Good vibe tribe said who was a bad Car- motherfucker? Karma. Man, I don't believe in karma. Okay. I don't believe in karma. If karma was a thing, wife would have been got this. Where's she at? What karma at? I've been doing good. We in this ghetto ass apartment. What karma at? Huh? Nah, I don't want to start there. We don't got to get on beliefs. What other comments we got? <laughs> uh, Kendall said Michael really did his thing with Tonche. It's even more beautiful to see all these couples, including Bimo and Lady of the House, creating beautiful things together. Oh, thanks, Aww. Kendall. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Thanks, Kendall. Oh, I missed him when he was in town. You did miss Kendall while he was in town. Yeah. You said you said to me intentionally, nah, I don't want to see that nigga. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you started rumors on me, too? Right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and your father said, I'm good. I agree that the mugshot is not real. We'll start today with the rumor. <laughs> we'll start today with the rumor. Just start telling your friends. Yeah, you know that mugshot ain't real. <laughs> I'm all down with the black conspiracy theory. You know we came up. You know we invented the moon too, right? Uh, good vibe, Travis said. He need a picture without his toupee. But they oh, gonna, yeah. But they're going to get their karma. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, yeah. It's we need the toupee-less picture. That's a good point. That's a good point. He could be hiding or something under there. <laughs> we need that thing packed down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. I got my I got my blunt ready. You got any more comments before I get to my blunt manifestations? Mm, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, okay, let's see here. We've been doing blunt manifestations. Um, in the previous iteration of blunt manifestations, I said that I wanted a television show. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to see, but it looks like I have an early green light for a six-series mini-series that's coming up. Ooh. So... I didn't get the horn. Thanks, <laughs> 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 Piat. You can get that fake mugshot out of here now. I don't need oh. it. We don't need it no more. We don't need that mugshot no more. <laughs> I don't need this fake mugshot of uh, Donald Trump no more. Uh, these blunt manifestations. What should we manifest now, sweetheart? Okay, we got to get out of this ghetto ass apartment still. Should we tell the people or should we keep it to ourselves? What about our about our, our situation? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think they need to know the details, but we could we could we could talk about it a little bit. Um. Also, as we are manifesting these things, the lady house and I have been in a seems like a three year struggle with our apartment complex about the habili- habitation habili- habitability habitability of our particular. Apartment. They have sent people and people after here to try to fix these problems. These problems are not um, not quite solved yet, and they're in the middle of solutions. But the later house and I, we went to see a lawyer who gave us some great advice about what some of our next steps should be in bringing litigation to this apartment complex. All that to say that we are actively. I mean, if you've been watching the show for the last two years, we've been saying that we've been trying to move out of here, like really bad. Um, we were supposed to move out in 2021. We were supposed to move out in 2021. And and my friends and my mother, uh, certain well, people who don't live around here 
don't realize how hard it is to move to places around here, especially if you're trying to move directly into the district. I mean, it's damn near impossible if you're not making a certain amount of money or if you're making too much money. It's almost impossible to get an affordable apartment in Washington, D.C. So we've been doing doing that rigmarole for the last couple of years, and it looks like we have come to our final breaking point. And with, you know, with this miniseries comes more opportunities, and y'all know I stopped sleeping with Superman, which means, you know, I stopped getting that money from Superman. So we have been trying to transition out of here for a little while. So as we are lighting this blunt, I think my, my major manifestation is uh, to get the fuck up out of this apartment. You got any manifestations, sweetheart? Uh, same. <laughs> same? Yeah. All right. I'm stressed and tired. <laughs> Stress. Stressing and tired. <laughs> Stressing and tired. All right, sweetheart. Um, What's up? Kendall said, flames. I need to hear more. Like, the flame emoji. He didn't say flames. Okay. I need to hear more. And then Natalie said, shout out to your miniseries. Oh, Art. yeah. Still in the early stages of being greenlit, but right now it looks like we're going to do a six-episode series about the state of HBCUs, these very nuanced conversations that are happening on these historically black colleges and uh, university campuses, uh, especially after the striking down, the private striking down of legacy, um, legacy admission affirmative action and the federal striking down of race-based affirmative action. There are a lot of blueprints that have been happening about uh, attainable, uh, equitable and applicable education for students in the future. How do we get away from this bloated, non-useful college experience and start getting students back into a situation where they can afford college and they're going to use their education for uh, for their careers or for the benefit of the family or for the benefit of themselves moving forward? A lot of those questions have already been answered on HBCU campuses, but we haven't talked about them because the only thing we talk about when it comes to national HBCU stories is, oh, did he gave a million dollars to Jackson State? Oh, there was a, uh, uh, a reparative action by the state of Maryland to give Morgan State $577 million. We don't ever talk about how there are pre-alumni associations on these campuses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't talk about affiliate programs to the D9, like the, the misses of black and gold. We don't talk about those conversations. We don't talk about diversity happening on HBCU campuses, right? We only talk about them from the broad spectrum of they exist and they need to be supported financially so that's what the miniseries is on it's through public television which is great it's not 100% greenlit yet though uh, but I did get some preambles for the constitution for the contract that's going to be coming with that situation so I'm very excited for that just to give you a a sneak peek now I done blunt manifested and the blunt went out what that mean we're not moving I would like to re-manifest us getting the fuck up out of this ghetto ass apartment Good Vibe Tribe said, a good affordable spot in D.C. is catching lightning in the bottle. It sure is, man. Mm-hmm. It sure is. My father on the line, let me tell you something. The the price that we paying for rent right now, we could have been had a house in Myrtle Beach. Like, we could have had two houses in Myrtle Beach by this point. All right, sweetheart, what's the next topic? Uh, Meek Mill? What's up? <laughs> it's a great topic. Pull up the, the Meek Mill, who might be one of the silliest niggas in, in hip-hop that I've ever seen. But although all niggas from hip-hop is kind of silly, now that I think about it, <laughs> they all got to be a little goofy in a little while. But Meek Mill, um, in our time off, made a statement that I feel like most people would dismiss as like foolish violence. But I want to look at it and talk about informal justice. Okay. 
Pull up that clip for y'all. It's not a clip. You got to read it. So you got to oh, double click on it. It's and then, tiny. Yeah, it's tiny. Double click on the on the source, okay. and it'll come up big. Okay. Um, Meek Mill speaks on record labels taking advantage of artists they sign. FB's labels they operating without consequences in the biggest scheme to date. Meek Mill says it's almost to a point where we are going to aim artists and their entourage towards the ones taking out money and leading us to bad business decisions. FB's labels they operating without consequences in the biggest scheme to date. Lawyers working with corporations, men. Totally challenging young kids with business. They can't understand taking all the benefits. If you letting labels take your money, how you beefing with niggas in the hood over nothing? And yes, I own 100% of my masters and publications as we speak. We catch y'all stealing. We in the streets with it. F it. I've been had my life on the line in the streets. If we gonna make life about something, let's stand on something worth it. If you've been taken advantage by people that you would really make cry, tap in. This gotta stop. I'll die for this or go to jail, but take from me, shit. <laughs> LOL. This for all culture vultures, eating off black murder and poverty without giving back and taking advantage till my last breath. What a great point. Yes. What a great point. I look at, um, when we look at the history of hip-hop, we just celebrated 50 years of hip hop and everybody who raid and jump up and down and was excited about the art form and the culture of hip hop. <laughs> but there is another part of hip hop that we didn't talk about during these 50 years that is very dangerous. We could all, oh, you know what the point it is? You know what point this is? So I told you a couple of weeks ago, the Washington Informer, somebody who sponsors this show, I was sitting in the publisher's office the day they got a demographic report. The Washington Informer is an all-black newspaper that dedicates itself to black issues. The demographic report came back and said that 87% of the, re- the, the readership was white. But yet, the Washington Informer has done nothing to try to target white audiences, meaning that we can learn from the Informer that we can have authentic black cultural pieces that still are uh, um, consumed majority by white people without having to aim our content towards white people. And to me, and I'm I'm a little younger now, to me, the biggest example of that is hip hop. When hip hop started, it was a dedication to telling stories from people in urban communities, black folks, their stories over music. Even the way that hip hop was made Pre like pre the technology that was available that we know to make hip hop now, like the time and the dedication that it take to create a beat. I just learned this thing um, watching this guy digging through the grates. It's called uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, oh man, a cassette. It was like a cassette beat or a tape beat. That's what it's called, a tape beat. So if you you old enough, you know, and I got one of these right behind me. You can record from the radio or from another tape directly onto a cassette using a cassette player. All you got to do is press these two little buttons, mm-hmm. record and play at the same time, and then you'll be able to record whatever is being played throughout your selected medium, right? So I just learned today, and you can take Meat Meal off, sweetheart. I just learned in our week off that individuals like Q-Tip, one of the first like producers who use sampling on a, a record, a recorded beat, yeah. they used to do tape beats. Where they would take, uh, they would take like, 
an album or they would take another tape, a tape of, let's say, George Benson's Getting in the Groove. And they would find the sample from that cassette and they were recorded onto another cassette. Mm -hmm. And because technology had not caught up, there is no way for them to copy and paste that sampling. So what they had to do, they had to go back to the original George Benson tape, go to the place where they wanted recorded on their tape, and then record it again. And they had to do that in beat. Niggas was using days to create one beat through a cassette because they didn't have the technology. All this to tell stories about what's happening in their neighborhood, in their culture. They get it out to the world, they can get it out to the people, they can get it out to the friends, they can look for advocacy. There's so many things that hip hop can do. And it's so beautiful that we have an art form that was dedicated from us, by us, for us, and then white folks so happen to join in because damn it, it's a good genre. Love that. Right. But there's a part of hip hop that we didn't talk about on the 50th anniversary. And that's the theft. And I'm not talking about the sampling. Because nigga, if you put the art in the word, I should be able to use that art. I'm talking about that same hours and hours and days and days to create tape. A white man came out of nowhere, confused the person who made the tape with legal jargon, conversations, uh, uh, words that were beyond their mental capacity intentionally to steal the art from them. And it's been happening for 50 years. So much so that you and I, who are not in music business, well, I'm in music business, but you and I, who are not professionals in music business, know what a 360 deal is. You and I can name three artists who have been permanently damaged by the record labels that held them. And these strategies, these theft strategies, we call them culture vultures, you know what that really is? It's whiteness. It's just whiteness. It's the parasitic nature of whiteness. Now, white people, I'm not coming for you because you're not really white. I'm talking about the mindset that you can siphon resources off of a lower class because you have some type of social advantage. And I love what Meek Mill says that these people come in and they intentionally try to manipulate and mentally challenge young people who have not been educated in these fields. I'm not calling them stupid. What I'm calling is these people are parasitic. Right. So then Meek Mill, while talking about the record industry, which I am then using as a, as a direct representation and metaphor for what whiteness does, Meek Mill brings up a great point. Why are we not running face to them? What, why are all of our versions of informal justice only dedicated to ourselves? On this show, we like to talk about Africana Studies question two, which is who are we to each other? But then the question one always comes up. Who are we to other people? Yeah. So I got to ask the Wake and Bake with Bebo Nights. I got to ask uh, the lady of the house. I got to ask my father. Why haven't we been running fades? How come we haven't been holding the people who have been, been manipulating us accountable for their actions? Have we never considered that our lawyer can catch these hands too? Favorite scene from um, Straight Outta Compton, which is something that happened in real life, Ice Cube walks into the record label's office who have been withholding checks from him with a baseball bat mm -hmm. and said, where's my money at? The dude tries to give him a runaround. Baseball bat gets to flying. 
Why aren't there more stories like this? Lady House, you had a thought before before we got on the show. I asked you, why can't we punch lawyers in the face when they intentionally try to manipulate us? Well, I think I think a part of it is fear. Fear on our behalf? Yeah. What what's the fear? Of the consequences. Oh, because you go to jail for assault. Right, right. And it's but a white you don't man. go to jail for stealing somebody's poetry. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Is that, should we, should this be considered in a blueprint? Because what you bring up is a very good point. There are real, there are other consequences when we hold our informal justice. There's a reason why niggas just haven't been punching lawyers in the face. Yeah. But should that be the new blueprint though? <laughs> like how many how many Leor Cohens have to get punched and ran up on before you see a, a significant change in the behavior? Would it take just one? Maybe. Or, or, is this, or do we got to punch Diddy in the face too? Yeah. Do we start with Diddy? No. Yeah? No. Diddy would be like the second. <laughs> we had to punch a white man mm-hmm. and then yeah. tell Diddy, hey. Right. Now look now. May said you own money. Mm-hmm. Total say you own money. I don't look, I don't give a fuck what the paperwork say. I really don't care. <laughs> I really don't care about the paperwork. You made money off my man's, my man's is down bad. You got that money. <laughs> Who are we to each other? If not, it's like I come knock on that door. And you think you think Diddy would let him punch let us punch him in the face? Mm-hmm. Because Meek Mill comes up with this. This is this is actually a good thought. Meek Mill from hip hop comes up with the solution that we should bring smoke to individuals who are stealing our art. Diddy has been accused several times of stealing art. Diddy is also friends with Meek Mill. So if we present this solution that we got to stop letting record labels take from us, you think Diddy would accept his own accountability? That's a good question. Because that would be revolutionary. That would be the thing that would inspire change. That would get the Coach K's in the world. That would get even smaller niggas like myself who want to start music labels and and start different ways of, of monetizing different artists. That gets them in the head like, damn, if Diddy, if Diddy accepted his consequences and paid that money, what do I need to do? Same thing as when Eddie Murphy apologized for his homophobic comedy back in the day. What does Dave Chappelle need to do now? At least consider. I don't know. What do you think, Sveon? If uh, Diddy would even take that accountability. But... I would hope so. Because what would it cost him? Well, a couple mil or several million. But, several million dollars. But that won't hurt him because. Nope. Yeah. And a punch to the face. Yeah. I, and no, I really mean a punch to the face. Yeah. Like, I really mean, like, nah, we got to, like, Mace deserve to hit you in the mouth. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Even even for the conspiracy theories around Biggie. Right? You know. Uh, 
I had this revelation a long time ago. I was, um, oh, Matt. Me and Matt were supporting an artist at SBO. Who was it, sweetheart? Oh, um. Oof. Who was that artist? Oh, my God. It's like, oh, was it Steel? I think so. I think it was Steel. It was, I think it was Steel. And we were at 52 O Street here in, here in the DMV, and um, it might have been steel. And we were standing outside. And there was this car. 52 O Street is like semi-hood, but it's also being gentrified, so the crime rate is a little high over there, right? So there's this car that kept driving back and forth on 52 O Street. And by the third time it came back around, something in my body said stand in front of steel. I don't know why, but something was like, if something happens, we need to protect the artists in this situation. That was my like natural mindset. And that was, and I had just put like maybe $200 into this artist, maybe, maybe that. Mm-hmm. And then as I was moving, I thought like, how did Diddy let Biggie get shot? How does that happen? Cause he knew he was worth more dead than alive. That's what, so I have no proof that he's involved with the murder, but you at least deserve a punch in the face right. for leaving one of the greatest artists vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? That's two punches to the face of Diddy. <laughs> That's a two-piece. <laughs> we owe Diddy a two-piece. <laughs> if we want to talk about what he did to Kim, that's a three-piece, okay? He might, he might, he might deserve a good stomping. Oh, Lord. That's right, Do you, but... So as Meek Mill comes up with these informal systems of justice, because it doesn't look like we'll ever get formal systems of justice. I don't know if anybody will ever care about the death of Biggie too much, although they think they found the murderer of Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years later. <laughs> um, as we develop some systems of informal justice, if we find those things to be necessary, do we need to, do we need to develop systems of informal justice? That's a question. And two, can we punch him in the face? <laughs> and and the only way these forms of informal justice actually work, sweetheart, the only way they work is if you are able, if you the revolutionary thing to do once you fuck up and you are facing these informal consequences, abide by them. Right. That's the revolutionary thing to do. You abide by them. Mm-hmm. So somebody called Diddy, tell him we own uh, a stomping out and about $20 million. <laughs> And tell him to give us another $20 million so we can buy back um, Clarence Thomas. $40 million, $20 million is coming, you know what I'm saying? Something that you already made. Mm-hmm. It's coming right back to you. Okay, we're going to get more. And you see what I'm saying? And if you if you abide by the systems, we'll still buy Ciroc. Right. You're going to get your money back. <laughs> Don't get that money back. Right. We're still going to listen to the songs. Mm-hmm. Sean John's still the thing? <laughs> we'll re buy Sean John, I suppose. <laughs> All right, we got the, the comments. Two tall tees. Yeah, what's two tall tees? <laughs> Whatever you want, Diddy. <laughs> Whatever you want. As long as we get that public, we'll, uh, put it on versus. <laughs> Diddy versus his people. We'll make it like a court case. You know what I'm saying? He's already guilty. It's just, we're just determining in the stomps. That's all. <laughs> and for how long? And for how long? And you know what? We're determining the stomps, and, you, and we'll give you six months. Six months to prepare. Bulk up, you know what I mean? You can fight back if you want to. Six months. Sounds fair to me, sweetheart. What you think? Well, 
I don't know if he should fight back. <laughs> well, he can he can defend himself, I guess. You, you could defend yourself now. Yeah, but you're not fighting back. <laughs> you're not fighting back. You know what I'm saying? Put your hands up. Right. <laughs> or should Diddy have to face our best fighter? I think I was having this fantasy on the couch the other day. Like, should Diddy have to fight uh, Bud Crawford or Earl Spence? <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll give him six months to prepare, but no, you got to go six rounds. What are the people saying? So we are. We just saying talking. What are they saying? What are the people saying? What's the comments? Uh, okay, going back. Good vibe tribe said rhyming is inherently silly. It is a silly thing. <laughs> That's why I asked you the other day if Shakespeare would be a rapper today. <laughs> What'd I say? You said. No, he'd be like Lynn Miranda. Oh, yeah, because if Shakespeare was a rapper, he'd be Lynn Miranda, and I'm not having it. <laughs> <laughs> if Shakespeare was black and alive now, he would have wrote, what'd I say, Snowfall? He would have wrote Breaking Bad. What else did I say? Oh, and he would have wrote, he would randomly would have wrote, um, like, season two of House of Pain or some shit like that. It had been like some shit like that. Where actually season two of House of Pain was really good. Why was it so good? Oh, Shakespeare was on that joint. That's crazy. <laughs> and then, Shakespeare will be shining the rhymes. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right? And and what's the thing? Kenya Barris? Maybe not Kenya Barris, but Kenya Barris is yeah, Kenya Barris got a problem. <laughs> Kenya Barris got a problem. Uh, Go to the comments, sweetheart. What are people saying? I keep good, interrupting y'all. Good vibe tribe said, and the meek shall inherit the earth. Good job, meek. Very good, meek. Very good. Very good, Jordan. See, that's why you're a rapper. And then he also said, there's a few stories like that, but should be way more. Inlet says, we might can buy Diddy. Really? But Diddy a billionaire, though. I don't know. Do we need to buy Diddy? DR already, already seems like he's on our side. Does he? Hey, I remember voter died. That's why I, every time I think about Diddy doing something too, I think he did want us to vote that one time. <laughs> he did just donate a million dollars to Jackson State. Post Dion. I wonder if he knew before he donated though. He had to know, right? He ain't donated the money and was like, oh, I can't wait to see Dion. And like, hey, uh, actually, uh, see about that. Uh, Dion left last year. <laughs> what? Also, with voter die, was that oh four oh eight? Like, was that the Obama election or? Yeah, it was. Okay. Or, or was it? I can't remember. I can't remember if it was he was trying to get Bush out of office or trying to get Obama in office. I can't remember. True. Um, Bob Tripp said, "I'm pretty sure Jada Kiss has a story like that with Diddy." Oh shit! <laughs> so it's happened. Right. <laughs> okay. And Micah says, "Punch Meek first. He makes a great point, but his outrageous, selective, and convenient replace had no problem with quote unquote the system when it was serving him better." That's fair. So we got punch Meek first. <laughs> and Natalie Boy, how the tables turn. <laughs> Natalie said facts, Micah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Boy, how the tables turn. Meek came up with a law and was like, oh, man. That's a good point, though. That's a good point, though. That's a good point, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't, you can't turn favor when you run out of favor. Right. right. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. All right. That's all the comments we are? Mm-hmm. Then you know what time it is, then. What time is it? What do you mean, what time is it? <laughs> it's time for the burning question. 
for the rose. Do, do, do. You asked like Ashley what time? I'm about to say, oh, it's not oh, girl. No. Like, <laughs> Man, or it's the question <laughs> for the clip. <laughs> I guess you need a longer question then. Mm. Okay, we talked about Lord. <laughs> we need to remind the people at this moment. Let's make sure we spread that rumor. All right, the mugshot is not real. <laughs> that mugshot ain't real. <laughs> and also, this idiot. <laughs> yeah, I think Ron DeSantis just might be an idiot. Like, I think he just truly may be and here's here's just just to clarify what an idiot is um there's a couple levels on the first level of of idiocy is just like ignorance applied yeah i don't blame anybody for being ignorant it's okay to be ignorant like right. you're not supposed to know everything you don't know what you don't know you don't know what you don't know the problem is is when you don't know something and then you apply that to something Right? right. So I so I go back to the young man who was asked to wash the chicken and he washed the chicken with water and soap. Yeah. Right? He didn't know, mm-hmm. which is fine. Right. You ask. Yeah. But to then add soap, ignorance applied. <laughs> Cause now I don't got no chicken to cook. Now what we gonna eat? <laughs> what we gonna eat now? True, because he could have asked how do how exactly do Wait, you how do you wash chicken? chicken yeah. Right? No, 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 no. This is what I, I mean. What if niggas is dumb? What if niggas is stupid? What if niggas is idiot? What if niggas is ignorant and applying that to something? Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, so that's how I'm describing uh, Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's an idiot applying his ignorance to the highest powerful position possible. Right. And I'm not saying that to give him grace. What I'm saying that to say is maybe there's a way that if he's ignorant, then there's a way that we can educate him. Maybe. But then Sweetheart says toxic niggas don't have revelations. Right. And he is coined the slogan, Florida is where woke goes to die. And we need him to wake up. He coined that? Yeah, he didn't coin it. But you know what I'm saying? That's his slogan. Florida is where woke goes to die. Something happened. <laughs> Excuse me. We've hypothesized this before, and I'm going to let you get to the, the burning question. But something happened to Ron DeSantis. Because why are you afraid of woke? Why are you afraid of diversity? What about equity point. scares you? Right. What happened? Right. So, <laughs> that's a good point. Especially if he's a Floridian, like, yeah, something happened. Like, right. did a black man take your job? Right. Exactly. Right. Did you lose out on a position? Did you right. not get into the school? Happened? Something happened. And I want I want to get to that hurt. Mm-hmm. And I want to get around that hurt. And let's, you know what? I'll even give him the benefit of doubt. Let's say it was illegal. Let's say that Ron DeSantis is in the 0.1% of white people who have actually been replaced unethically by black folks. of those people. I think that's what a study shows. It's like 99% of like these affirmative action cases that go in favor of black people have not been illegal. Yeah. The other 0.1%, let's say that's Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. We need you to let that hurt go. I don't know what happened, but now you're the governor. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So unless the person who replaced you was Barack Obama, I need you to let it go. Mm -hmm. I need you to let it go. All right, what's the burning question, sweetheart? 
Oh, uh, Good Vibe Tribe said no nominees today. I think it's Big Mill. <laughs> okay. Also, that. <laughs> and then he also said, <laughs> we got to trick DeSantis into doing something good for blacks. We're going to develop that strategy. Pass me a lighter okay. and that burning question. Um, okay, so, okay, my question is, do you, I guess in the conversation that we were just having, do you think reform is possible for DeSantis? When, um, when, uh, that shooter killed all them kids at Sandy Hook. Yeah. When Barack Obama had his press conference, I think it was like that day or a day later. Mm -hmm. Uh, and every time he talks about it now, like he starts crying and you can tell it, something changed in him as a president, as a person, as his knowledge of the evil of human beings concerned. Like something changed in him. The next time I see Ron DeSantis and he talks about Jacksonville, if he doesn't have that similar response, not a partisan response, not a political response, the human response of. And Obama did not dog whistle the shooter of Sandy Hook into going into Sandy Hook and killing them kids. So he had even less responsibility. But just as a president of a nation, while it was happening, he had responsibility and took responsibility for what happened in the elementary school. If Ron DeSantis is not taking a personal, empathetic responsibility to the situation, reform is impossible. But if the next time I see him and he talks about this and there's a pause or there's a stutter or there's a reconsideration or there's a nonpartisan, nonpolitical response, there's a chance. And I, and I know he's a little weird already, so all it's going to take is all it's going to take for me is just like a dropped smile, a second too long thinking. Somebody ask him the question and he just dazes off. If he doesn't have that response, if this is if the response is what I heard in that Virgil, Virgil, and that vigil that he just said a second ago, which is I'm going to give you money so you can have better security guards. If that is his response, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think reform is possible. Because here is a man who wrote his name in a manifesto about why he was going to kill black people. And his response is, I'm going to give them more money for a security guard. Not, damn, I must be inspiring racists. Right. I don't have to be a racist, but if the racists believe that I'm a racist, then something is wrong. I have misstepped. I have gone awry. Because you can, at this point, you can't, like standing in front of that crowd as the people who voted are supposed to be voting for you are booing you. Right. Not silence. Boos. You're being booed in your home state while you are running for president after a domestic terrorist national event. As a politic, as a person doing a job, as just someone who can analyze a situation, you have gone, something has gone wrong. Right. What have I done wrong? And if he can't accept that, reform is not possible. Reform is not possible. And I apply that to Diddy. I apply that to Meek Mill. I apply that to record labor owners. I apply that to whiteness. I apply that to you and I. 
if the evidence is in your face and you can't recognize that your behavior is a direct result of that evidence, reform is not possible. As my sweetheart said, toxic niggas don't have revelations. Mm. All right, cut my finger again. Is that some shit? On what? I don't know. That's wild. <laughs> I keep cutting this. I keep cutting this same damn finger. Is it the same cut that's like reopening? No, it's just like around the same areas. What? I got to be more careful with my left pink. With my left. That's the one I'm pointing people at. <laughs> Sharp. <laughs> Sharp. What are your thoughts, sweetheart? What are your thoughts on the? Uh, uh, on reform, you think that sounds about right? Do you think reform is possible? Do you think, do you think reform is possible even without that? Even without him showing some type of empathy? Yeah. No. <laughs> you think reform is possible even with that? Maybe. I feel like it's a big maybe. Well, the funny thing is, like, it feels like he's missing a critical truth. Right. But he's also refusing to wake up. Right. What you about to say? No, I'm just, I'm just thinking. Cause like, it, it feels like he's misguided, but it's more than that. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's what it feels like. Something happened. Right, right. Mm. Or maybe he's just a racist. We are. Right. That, that could like be that true could too. also be the thing too. Right. Maybe he's just a racist. <laughs> People are racist out here. People are racist out here. We're not all playing by the same. Rules. We not. Ain't that sad? Yeah, it is. I thought niggas was all playing by the same rules. Me too. <laughs> Me too. We're not all playing by the same rules. All right. You got any, we got any more comments before we get about it? Um, Kendall says, the bar is so low and I still don't have any hope with the sad face. Yeah, true. Yeah, right? Yeah, true. Damn. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, I try not to think about it. I think I try not to think about it too hard. And then when I do think about it too hard... I think about rep, a representative, what's her name? Um, Angie. Mm-hmm. I think about Representative Angie. Sometimes it feels like we're in a hopeless fight and nobody's speaking for us. But then I think about, oh, no. Nah. There's somebody been on his ass. True. It's already, it's, it's, it's already somebody on that ass. And she just need a little help. Okay. She need a little help. She need a little help. And the, NAA, and the crazy thing, the NAACP said it. Oh, my God. The NAAP, NAACP said, don't go to Florida. It's dangerous down there. And there's something dangerous happened to us. Bro, if I, I just don't understand. If I'm the governor, like, whoa, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Not they predicted it. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not the organization that was started in 1900 predicted my behavior in 2023. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't see how that can happen. But I was raised well, so um Natalie says word of the week he's adjacent. <laughs> Who's adjacent? Uh DeSantis. Yeah, he is. His blood on his hand, man. I just wouldn't I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Mm. And then Micah said, I saw your post last week. This is great. Keep going, brother, with the the fist. I'll put up some more clips, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
My bad, brother. I didn't mean to put you in the struggle. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, as always, you can catch the instant replay right here on YouTube or on Twitter or on Facebook where I see the, the older folks have, have found me. What up, y'all? I appreciate y'all. 50 plus crowd. Yeah, Gen 2. Uh, Gen 2 is Gen 2 is on here. We appreciate y'all. Um uh definitely listen to the podcast with the, where we listen to the podcast. And we'll see y'all on Thursday for the Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week. Uh I I as I'm just rambling at the end of the show, sweetheart, I think we really should do the Paul Ropes and Negro of the Year awards at the end of the year. I think, so I think we should. I think we should really instead of the Wake and Bake Fest that we had in April, which we which we missed this April, I think uh, maybe at the end of the season, at the end of this October, especially around Halloween. Maybe you dress up as your Paul Robes of Negro of the Week. Yeah. I have early votes for the girl who snatched the mic out that white lady hand at graduation. <laughs> love her. <laughs> love her. <laughs> love her. My mother in there too. And I still love the girl who snatched the mic. You feel me? Um, so we're definitely, we're definitely going to consider that and probably bring that up. Make sure y'all subscribe over to the new Blueprint newsletter. We'll be dropping a newsletter between tomorrow and Thursday about can we buy back Clarence Thomas. I think this will be a good one. And, of course, you'll see those social media assets online. The new Blueprint Parlor is scheduled for the second, but I'm going to push it back a couple of weeks. I haven't had enough time to develop and, and push that the way I want to, and I want to get a, a water sponsor in that joint uh, for this next joint. So right now? No, I said, come on, water. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know what I'm saying? I, there's a particular water company that I like. They've been uh, uh, supporting black businesses, and I think they come from uh, some brown folks that are Latino people, so I think I want to try them out, see what they're talking about. i also just been thinking about um, sponsorships as I've been, I've been writing my um, I Slept With Superman newsletter for like three months now, and um, one of those t- things that I talk about is like, how do I want to be supported corporately? Corporately, yeah. Like, how? But we'll get to that. Thank y'all for watching the show. We're gonna leave y'all with Black Bar Joy by my man Detroit Rivers. We'll see y'all on Thursday for the Paul Rose of Negro of the Week. Peace. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning, sweetheart. <laughs> Hold on tight. Don't let this feeling slip away. Yes, it is.
us, it's easier to go to jail than to go to college. Rather us be entertainers than be getting knowledge. They fund their own genocide. The word is power. Killing niggas in every song. I think it's coward. Easier to act tough when you and doubt because the world incriminates us. Cause we in doubt. Are we afraid of our own kind? And it's really wild. I think they got us backwards, but I figured out it's easier to fit in than it is to stand out. So I'm black boy joy when I'm cruising around. And I'm black boy joy fresh hitting the town. And I'm black boy joy dancing, cleaning the house. And I'm black boy joy when I go for a hike. Been black boy joy since I was riding a bike. My son, black boy joy, and that's crazy to me. I was miserable growing up. I really hated it, G. But the world is much bigger than I was able to see. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. With this black boy joy, get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. And black boy joy, do all the pain. And black boy joy, say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy, get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. And black boy joy, do all the pain. And black boy joy, say it again. Smile.